We acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land as the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to elders past, present, and emerging. See, that's a red flag. <laughs> It's a red flag. Hello, everybody. This is your boy, CJ. Welcome to Waving the Red Flag. Uh, my usual co-host and friend, uh, your girl, Jay, is out today sick. She's dealing with some 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 situations, some things like that. She'll be back soon. Uh, but for the moment, I've got a couple of guests. Uh, I got my boy, Alvin B., epidemiologist, businessman extraordinaire, fucking financier. Basically, if you've seen the movie Limitless, but if it starred the dude who played uh, the fucking monkey man from Wakanda, that would basically be uh, Alvin. And on the other side, I've got uh, my, 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 my good friend, Roboticist, industrialist, um, owner of of Conque uh, Industries in, uh, in the Congo, <laughs> Doctor Matumbo, <laughs> uh, also known for getting bitches pregnant, having herpes, and uh, and definitely being over six feet, one hundred percent over. Yo, yo, not herpes. Not herpes, chlamydia, man. Oh yes, 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 yes. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> chlamydia and ma malaria was it? Is that right? Oh yeah, malaria. Okay, that's, yes, that's, Cl that's chlamydia nice. and malaria. Sorry, I combined those two, and I and I thought I was thinking herpes. Okay, got you. Not that. <laughs> um. Uh. So basically, we were, the, what we we're talking about before is heights and whether or not it matters. Now, both of y'all are tall. I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the, I'm on the, I'm on the tall side of short, right? So I'm like, I'm like 173 <laughs> and a half centimeters, right? So I'm, I'm. I'm average for a man during like the French Revolution, you know. I'm not really like, I'm not, but but right now I kind of have to come with a lot of personality, to, you know what I mean, and and lifts in my shoes. Y'all can just kind of rock up and and women look up to you and and things like that. It seems like for y'all height matters a lot more. Like Alvin, you just said you have to have them kind of matching your height for political reasons. But uh, Dr. Matumbo, what do you uh, what do you think? <laughs> I laugh every time I call you this shit. But go ahead, uh, go ahead, Doctor uh, Doctor Matumbo. Um, oh. How do you deal with women being such a an African billionaire playboy philanthropist genius? Uh, well, I take over, man. You know, like hide the matter. No, no, I would say shorter ones are better than taller ones. I don't want someone my, my height. I, man, I worked hard to get to 6'2". I don't want a girl making me look short. Right, you so, practiced for a long time. You did a lot of stretches. Yeah, yeah, I did a lot of stretches. So yeah, around five seven, yeah, that, that works. So okay, so how much lower can they be below five seven? And how much high? Like, what's the? Oh, they can go as low as they want. That's that's I'm good with that. I, I worry a little bit as I, far what, as what's like. Kids. She's four ten. Is that a, is that? And you're you're what six? What are you six two? Yeah, the only thing I wouldn't go with four ten is because if I have kids, I I, mm. I don't want to fuck them up like that. Yep. But if we're just playing around, then five, five, four ten is good. I'm I'm fine. Okay, with four, four ten is four ten is not wife material. She's she's I, I, honestly, if you six two four ten is pedophilia. Sorry, I, um, I I was trying uh, to trying to flow with four <laughs> ten. Yeah. That's a t that's a little person, bro. No, as long as as long as you know, there's dwarfs. Those people with different. Bro, a dwarf is pedophilia. You can't fuck no dwarf unless you unless you are a dwarf. Also, if you yo if your girl comes up to your kneecap, that is pedophilia. I don't care the reason. Yo, what about basketball players, man? Like seven foot guys dating pedophilia. five foot girls. Like, mm, pedophilia. pedophilia. So no, that's that's that makes absolutely no sense because like let's say you're a seven foot tall basketball player. If mm -hmm. you do that, like if you ratio that, that means that a quote unquote normal sized woman is basically a child to you. Yep. 
Yeah, like, that, like, yeah. That, like that's like the same. That's like yes. the same ratio. So like, yes. can, they, can they only date WNBA players? Yep. Because think about, Excuse think me, about WNBA think... centers. They can only date WNBA centers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but that's I don't know why that shit made that funny as fuck. Are, <laughs> no, because no, because like, are they particularly like the, tall like or some the, shit? Yeah, because like, okay, so centers are typically the tallest people on a team, and like, so regular WNBA it felt players like an insult are still to the WNBA like, for some reason. I, I know it probably no. wasn't, but it just felt like. Yeah, I don't know why that was funny. Okay, no, here, no here's an example. Like, like, of why. I would be, I would be, a, I would be a tall WNBA player unless, but the centers are very like, good. If they're, you're a WNBA still be like player, six, eight. no, I would not be trash. <laughs> oh, okay, I don't know how good they are. I'm, I'm... Because no, WNBA players are good. They're good. Like they will destroy like a regular, like a regular guy on the street. Like they're like really good. So like I, I would that. be a very, I I'd be yeah. I believe yeah, that. But we that, don't that, wish them Do you want to elaborate on that, Doctor Matumbo? Oh, I'm just saying they're good, but not entertaining. Like they just they don't they laugh all the day, all all day long. Like, <laughs> I don't I, I don't wish someone would do what I do. Like I, I laugh on on on, on the court. I don't, I don't, I don't wish somebody laying up too. Okay, so, so let's let's move past the misogyny uh, uh, segment of the podcast <laughs> and, and get back to because uh, <laughs> I know you're gonna turn it into and, and another thing. We shouldn't have trans women in sports. So let's just let's, Dr. Matumbo. We appreciate your your industry and the the technological Yo, advancements you're bringing. The continent, but we do not we don't need your political views right now <laughs> um you know here's here's my thinking on like the on the age thing right if like for instance if i'm like they say it's half your age plus plus seven or whatever right so that means if you were if you live to be 80 right a grown-ass woman who is like 30 is still too young for you right 47 is is the lowest age you can date if you're 80 so if you're 80 and you're dating a 30 year old, that's pedophilia. So same thing. If you're if you're a basketball player, and you're seven feet tall. You can you can only date half your age plus half a foot. Anything lower than that is pedophilia. Because you're looking at that person and going, that's a ch-. bro. If you got to no look, if you if your dick is in her right and your head is nowhere near her head. If she's kissing your chest while your penis inside is inside oh, of her, that's without being, you know, that's, that's weird as hell, bro. That that is good. That's stuff. you okay. fucking a baby. But here's here, here's the thing. I want you I want you to go back on what you just said. So you actually said half Don't your ask age. Me to, so that I'm was in the past. Mean, that was in the past. Move forward, <laughs> sir. I, mean, half, I, mean, I think you meant half your height. You said half. I think you meant half your height. You yeah, what plus I half a foot. You said you, <laughs> I, you said half your age plus half a foot. <laughs> Now that, what? I, that's what I, I, look, I said what I said. If you're 35 and six foot <laughs> and six foot ten, you can only date bitches who are uh, fucking 57 feet or whatever it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, half, half, so half, so half your half your height plus a, plus, plus half a foot half. plus six inches. You're still, bro. You're still. You're still. That's like you're still in like. Four feet territory, bro. No bat, like no basketball <laughs> yeah. player is. Okay, wait, wait, no wait, wait. Basketball player is Man, ten feet tall. I didn't, tall, I, didn't bro. I didn't think the whole <laughs> equation through. Let's say what it would be. Okay, so if you're seven feet tall, you shouldn't really be dating anybody under five, five. Ten, five, yeah, five, ten, oh, five, ten. Listen, you can't go a whole foot under you, uh, under you. So okay, yeah. If you're, I feel like that would be. That was still a little reasonable, right? right? But see, but then it starts getting. I mean, I guess we're talking about humans here, so it's fine. But it's like, yeah, statistically, statistically, there's there there's still. I'm just saying, if I'm a seven foot tall basketball player, statistically, if I'm if I'm like 
just going a foot. How many six foot tall women are there? Yeah, six, that's, foot, six foot men don't grow on trees. That's, that's a good that's point. Literally, that's literally only 13% of the no, male population. Man, you would think but it was a lot, seven, though. But, but also Y'all get overrepresented. Guys, huh? There's very few <laughs> seven foot tall guys out there, too. Like, they can Maybe they just can't them in the NBA. Something like eighty percent of like the seven feet tall guys are NBA players. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I think if you should just not. Yeah, no, you just go look. You have a you are a very limited man. Like you're a very small group. You can only date this other very small group. You can't. Yeah, you can't have. Hard, you can't man. be fucking Shit. with these other children. Mm-mm, you can't date a, a, a little five <laughs> a little us, five like... foot woman. No, no, no. Like That's if you if you propose us, to her and you get down on one knee and your head is still above her head, that is inappropriate. That is Can I also say, I wouldn't date a girl who's five foot who dates seven foot guys. What do you I'm mean? I'm not fucking with that. What's that mean? What, what, is, ooh, what does that mean? I'm, I'm just saying, somebody who's with, with Shaq, I'm not fucking with that. I'm not trying to embarrass myself. Wait, okay. No, no. I, I, I know what I think you mean. Because yeah, I've got a because I mean. I've got a man brain, <laughs> yeah. and it's probably yeah. the same. It's probably the same thing that white guys say when they say I don't date white women who date black men. No, man, man I'm just so thinking. I'm just man, trying to figure out what you're thinking and see if if I'm just look, saying, d- doctor, wise, doctor, professor. I'm just trying to make sure one thing. So if you can be clear with me, professor. <laughs> That it shows that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you fuck out with some food guy, uh, you're gonna get destroyed. So that, is I'm that not, true though? I'm not. Because I, mean, I feel I, like they still got regular I, dicks. I personally have never. I personally have never had sex with a seven foot guy, so I can't answer that question. So I don't know, like. But have you watched porn with a seven foot guy? <laughs> Handjob. No, no, I haven't. Okay. okay. I oh, okay. No, right. no, I can't recall. Yeah. You can't recall. Well, I'm just thinking. Okay. That was a weird question. That, why'd you answer like a politician? <laughs> like, I can't that? recall whether or not I've watched porn with a seven foot tall man or not. I, I don't. You would know if you I saw did, porn with a seven foot tall man, you would 100% recall that. I'm also 29 years old and have been watching porn for like, you know, like 16 years. Who knows? Like, you seem what like I've you seen, would have a photographic like... pornographic memory. <laughs> you don't you don't go to Pornhub and type in search queries. Nigga, you you 100% type in full URLs of videos straight away as soon as you get on the fucking thing and go. It's X3 uh wow. big bu- big booty bitches uh does oral hashtag hashtag underscore percent sign 123 UTF and then you just hit enter. Yeah, I know you do that. Deny it. Tell me I 100% tell me do not do that. Okay. Okay. It's a lie. You it's, see how he answered it with a percentage? He didn't even say I I don't do that. He had to, he had to turn it into math, a math equation of how much he doesn't do it yeah for me i feel like at first proportion i think yeah if you're fucking with seven seven foot guy uh yeah uh, you can handle more than i can give you so do you mean are we talking about from a penis perspective yes yes okay okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm, (laughs) i have um and yeah i i don't want to have that insecurity Hmm. So I, I feel like people who... have talked about Shaq's penis and they said it's it look it, it's the same size as a smaller man's penis. Man, like it's a good man, penis, he, but he, it's a small. He, it's not he, big on. It's not. It's not proportional. It will look like a like a worm compared to his body. Like yes, his yes, yes. Massive. But it would feel. It would feel. It would feel. <laughs> <laughs> but, wait, why are we laughing? <laughs> why are we laughing like, at me? It would feel like. <laughs> Yeah, well, you, emphasize, you emphasize that really weirdly. Like, you, like, put, like, a lot of emphasis on that. What do you mean by weirdly? Can you elaborate on what you mean by weirdly? I'm just talking about another man's penis and what it may or may not feel like. You said, but it would feel like you, like, <laughs> really. <laughs> I'm j- I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I don't see why that's peculiar or anything at all. You know what I mean? <laughs> Penises are part of life. Yeah. 
that's what and feeling is that's 90 percent of what matters in life so i'm just talking about penis feeling that's the the feeling of life i guess i'm just talking about the fact that like there's there's a weird man we're not we're not talking about none of this shit i meant to talk about i had i had serious topics for this shit but we're just gonna talk about dicks and 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 sizes and feet but basically i was i was wondering because the proportionality of your body to your penis size because like women don't have and nobody does like a perfect spatial ruler in their head. You know what I mean? You when you're when you're in a sexual mm-hmm. encounter, you're not going. I had sex with an eight inch penis, a six inch penis, a four inch. You're not. You don't do that. You just go what you saw and what it seemed about like it was and what it felt like while it was inside you. And that's the only two really things that you have to gauge that. So the size of the man will like will fuck that equation up. So like me, I'm short and pretty thin. So I I get inches added to my like like you know how you have like a wind chill factor? Like I've got I've got inches added to my dick chill factor for like what it seems like my dick size is because of how small my body is relative to the dick, you know? So I feel I feel like if you were Shaq, you would you wouldn't get that benefit of that doubt, but in the in the the, the, the mouth feel and the pussy feel would be about the same, I think. Please weigh in. I'm inclined to agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take it a chances, man. I'm playing it safe. But she would say it was small. She would say it was small, but she but she'd be like, "Oh, but it was nice." He had a he had a two he had a two inch penis, but it was but it felt nice somehow because it was really mm. six inches. But he's goddamn ten feet tall or however tall Shaq is. How tall is Shaq? Seven foot seven two. Yeah. Why do y'all know that? Basketball fans. Oh yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah, let's let's not talk about that. I mean, it's cool, but I'm I'm. I don't understand like yeah I I probably would I would be just as interested in the WNBA as I would in the MBA or whatever it is does the M and NBA stand for for man (laughs) it's the NBA what the fuck (laughs) that's what I said you said MBA (laughs) yeah that's what I said it stand for men in as in like National. As in nigga, the nigga basketball association. <laughs> what it sounds stands for? That's basically it. Yeah, nigga basketball. Yeah. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> why we just bring white people who look a little white? Yeah, yeah. No. Like like Blake Griffin. He's 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 black, right? He's biracial. He's biracial. Yeah. What is what is biracial? He's black and white. His his dad is black. His mom is white. That's black. That's always been black. That's never biracial is not a thing. I mean, no. Well, I, I, under, I understand you. I understand your idea of the American concept of hypo descent, and I understand the history of that one drop rule and all that. What you call it? But he's biracial, just for the purposes of uh, like. Who's not explaining biracial? Explaining his background. Who's not biracial then, though? Because if we, do, I mean, like race is contextual, right? Like, I mean, I, I, I know like some of the words that you said. Race is like a definitely a social construct. Sure. And yeah. it changes based on where you are and stuff like that. Like if I'm if I'm yeah. in fucking Congo, I'm light skinned, but in Atlanta, I'm not so much. I'm like a mocha character. Or, or in Brazil, or in Brazil, like yeah, in Brazil, the colorism spectrum is completely different than what it is in in North America. Like it, so, yeah. But Blake Griffin is American, and in America, you don't get white privilege unless you're all the way white. Generally, yeah, but also, but also in America, no, there's no biracial to have colorism. You're going to have colorism privilege is what I'm saying, because Blake Griffin has like soft, curly, like brown hair and like isn't light he's skin light useful? as fuck. So is light skin useful? Bi- yes. Cause, cause, <laughs> cause, because, OK, because biracial implies that he is equally two races. Light skin implies he is a nigga with some white with some extra white privilege sprinkled on top. And that seems like a much more accurate description of his experience. 
if I had to guess. Okay. So the one thing that I was trying to convey when I talked about the concept of me being fully aware of like hypothesis and one drop rule and all that stuff is that I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you from a social, like phenotypic perspective. What I'm doing is I was just literally saying that to just explain his lineage and his heritage, because we were literally talking about the nigga basketball league. <laughs> so I thought that that was, I thought that that was important context that I was never, I was never that meaning they, to they like allow have some that light conversation. Skins, that they allow some light skins into the, the, the nigga BA. Yeah. And like 15% white people or something, you know, like, I'm really? pretty sure that's 15%? what it's Yeah. It, I know, I know, I don't I know, know it's, any it's around 80% black. Yeah, I don't I know. know. I, can, one. I can probably, I can, I can probably name you most of the white basketball. That's because you're a fan. Like, like I can, na- I can name you a bunch of comic book characters because I, because I'm, a, I'm into that. But I, I no, feel, also yeah. it's so few. It's so few. I can't, I can't oh, name you I every see. black basketball player. Got you. You see gotcha, what I'm saying? Gotcha. I can't name you because it's like five, it's like 500 players in the NBA. I want to say 496 started the season. I can't name you all the black players. Man, having but it's a so white few child white is such a bad investment. Like if you were if you were a white woman and you were like, yo, I want to make sure that my child is doing the best that they can in life, you have to make a weird sort of decision because you have to go, okay, are they going to be white and maybe won't get shot by the cops? But they are never going to be in the fucking in in any sport ever. They're not going to. The, the chances are so fucking slim. But the odds that they go to prison are. Oh, the chances are, are slim for you being a person. <clears throat> they can play NHL, right? Like the. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah, they're they're pretty much all are there white. Any, are there any black uh, soccer? What you mean? Oh, white people play soccer, but black people do it better. Yeah, but mostly mostly the spicy black true. people though, like like the the Afro Latinos. They seem to, they seem to be very good at that, and Africans seem to be very good at that mm-hmm. at, at the soccer, the foot the football, that kind of shit. Yeah, cause, yeah, because you don't need a court for that shit. You just get a something around it, start kicking around, and you're good. Well, what do you? Oh, oh, you mean you don't need <laughs> you don't need any I, equipment to do it? Is that what you mean? Yeah, you just need a, like a round thing. Yeah, that's what I think yeah. we're good at. The Africans don't be good at, good at it, but basketball you need a basketball court, you need a, a hoop, all that shit. That's why all. But it's it's still it's still pretty it's still pretty low impact because you could do like a peach basket or like a milk cart or something like that. So that's why basketball is the second most popular sport mm. in the world because it's relatively you could you could manufacture basketball hoops out of a lot of shit oh. as opposed to like American football and baseball, which are like super equipment heavy. Man, you know, you know, my dad told me when the way they used to play, they used to play basketball, it was basically netball. They, used, they didn't used to bounce the ball because the, the ground wasn't flat enough. So you bounce the ball, they go all everywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> when they were teaching me to play basketball, just chest passes all the time. <laughs> that's a whole di- that's an entirely different game i just imagine him coming to play against americans like imagine if that's how you learn to play basketball and then you tried to join an american but you're a basketball game. shooter though right. you're basically clay thompson but you're, you can't you're basically move clay thompson anywhere in the court can't you shoot true true you just shoot you just shoot so you just stay, you just stand by the basket wait for somebody to pass it to you <laughs> There are guys that do that. Okay. I see. I don't know shit about sports. I'm. I'm not gonna that's have me Cal some baby. Cal Corver. Cal Corver. That's what I, he does. You just, he just you're saying like... sounds. I don't know who that is. That sounds like a superhero. That sounds like a Green Lantern uh, member. Cal Corver. I don't know who that is. He, he's white, by the way. <laughs> I imagine. I imagine that he was white. Cal Corver sounds like a very white guy name. Culver. They don't. I, that's actually a very cool name. I feel like if you were Corver. black, you were named Corver, that you'd be like a cowboy or something like, like that, played by Denzel Washington. He's like a future old Justin Bieber. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> that's pretty he's, good. Like, his, his hairstyle is all on the side, and he looks old as fuck, though. 
Being old Justin Bieber is weird. Old and young, like I don't know, I can't tell. Yeah, man, that's the worst look. Because yeah, because his styling is young. He 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 styles himself like a younger man, but he's like forty three or some shit. See, that's a that's a big fucking problem. Like when you got when you got old, like young style, but you're slowly getting fucking old. That's the worst kind of situation to be for a man or a woman. Like that's so fucking corny and just it indicates to everybody else that your shit is just not together. And I hope to not become that, but I just, it, to me, it feels like a very, very bad place to be in society where you're like 40 trying to act or be, or even look 20 or live like the way you're you 20. Talk, it sounds like that's what you're, you're going to turn out. Cause the I way hope you're, not. you're trying to use the, the young people lingo. And I I'm like, surely hope not. I'm, I'm working old, on it. I'm, hey, I am trying to see, but here's, here's the other thing. Cause I'm stuck between. So on the one hand, I definitely don't, I, I definitely don't want to do that. I want to be able to age. Cause you look at people like fucking, especially people whose whole brand is youth. The, the, the mm. R. Kelly's, the Floyd Mayweather's, the, um, what's his name? The little Wayne's of the world that they don't learn how to transition into adulthood or into to, to being like, okay, look, I'm not cool no more. I'm not fast no more. I don't think as good as I used to. I'm not, I'm not the culture creator. I have to just decide here's what I'm going to do. But at the same time, I, I, I think that we, we oftentimes dive too heavy into that and we stagnate, you know what I mean? To where it's just like, I don't want to learn nothing new. So I, I, am, I do try and balance that because there's like, uh, you guys know Gary V, yeah? Yeah, yeah. The guy you... The guru motivational motherfucker. <laughs> I like the way that he looks at some of that stuff. He, does, he lets himself be old, but, like, he doesn't just say fuck new stuff. So I think that's the thing that, I, that, mm-hmm. I, that, I, that I'm trying to figure out. Like, you don't want to be the 55-year-old motherfucker still trying to make a rap career. Like, that's so corny. That's, your, that's such a miserable, <laughs> awful goddamn life. Um, but you also don't want to be, like, I mean, I 45 think... and, you know, never remember where your keys are because you stopped using your brain, you know, fucking 10 years ago. Yeah. I also think that rap is a very, I, I, I want to say, I agree with you. I just don't agree with necessarily using rap as the example of that. Cause like there are very, the there example. are no, because there are definitely rappers who, who have, who have aged better than others in terms of like where they are now. Also, there's yeah, like, the fact that like we're only, stuff, right? yeah, like, like Jay-Z, like, like, like four, four, four was like a very good, like transition for him. Like he's, and even if you go back into say like, Watch the throne. Watch the throne was very much him, you know, embracing his like old man rap and stop, you know, rapping about that time he sold drugs when he was twenty seven, even though that was thirty years ago. Like, I mean, no, some I, rappers I transition better than others. I agree. Uh, and then there's also the fact that, like, I, I think Wayne is kind of unfair because Wayne kind of gets lumped into Wayne, Wayne's younger than his career reflects. He's just been relevant for so long that you kind of lump him in with like the Jay Z's, even though he's like. He's closer to Drake's age than he is to Jay Z's age. I mean, what I is mean, he like thirty five? That, that's what I would have uh, guessed. It's like thirty eight. Like thirty eight. Yeah. See, that's see, he's he's a Gen X rapper, so he's he's the age of like a, a Charlemagne the God or like a I would assume maybe like a Jeezy or something like that. He's he's too old to be okay. I agree that you can age in rap. However, rap is a young man's game. That doesn't mean only young man can play it, but it's it's a young man, person's I, I, game. I think- Rap is bad when you're an old person still starting out in rap. Exactly. But if you've been there for a while, I think it's yeah. it's fine. It's it's yeah. like being an athlete. You know what I mean? Like Tyson can come yeah, back that's when right. he's fucking fifty, and it's like cool because he already he already proved himself when he was young that he can do this. Mm. And so now it's like it's 
it's flair and style at this point he's not been like i'm a fighter he's been like i'm an old fighter so jay-z can be like i'm an old rapper because i already succeeded at being a rapper but if you're trying to be mm. a rapper for the first time and you're 43 no Fair that's enough, corny yeah. as hell like go have a family dude like your your babies are hungry <laughs> go get an accounting job please like they are so hungry these ramen these oodles and noodles every guy right? no please papa we need we need food and we can't eat these mixtapes no 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 thank you <laughs> But I, I, I'm all of that said. I'm definitely not ready to have a, a kid. No, no fucking way. I, I was thinking about Just that. Just trying to rap. Yeah. No, I. Oh, yeah. That's. I mean, if we're talking to <laughs> metaphors, basically, yeah. I, I don't think I'm done with the figuring stuff out. I don't know. Do you have to be done figuring stuff out to have a, to have a child? Um, I don't think anybody ever figures anything out. I think that's I think true. that's a myth that we tell that we tell ourselves. I don't think anybody ever figures anything out. I there's 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 degrees to it though, right? Like there's there's Fair a enough. level there's yeah. a level of insecurity and and not knowing yourself that is inappropriate for child rearing. And there is a certain point where you go, all right, I'm in a safe zone. I've got a stable income. I know one or two things I'm good at. I understand my worldview more or less. It might change, but you yeah. know, I, I can I've got enough no, emotional intelligence to fucking express myself without punching a hole in in the kitchen wall. I can do th- those things. Sure, you're not. You don't have it all figured out, but you, you know, otherwise you're fucking NBA young boy. You're, you're fucking 23 and you've got 17 children. Like that motherfucker's not ready to have kids. Yeah. But I, I don't know what the, like, fuck, what was it? I was watching, I was watching this TikTok and this girl was like, she basically was, was expressing that, um, her father had her because he didn't grow up with the father. So he wanted to make sure that he had a child where, that he could be that father figure too. And her mother had her out of obligation. And it, even though she was very young, she felt like that was what she had to do. And then so they passed those burdens on to both of, both of them passed those burdens onto their child in the form of resentment, expectations, control, whatever it is. And as I was listening mm-hmm. to it, I was like, fuck, I am, I am not ready to like, I'm, I, 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 I don't know, I just I caught myself and I was like, I'm actually genuinely not emotionally mature enough to know whether or not I can have a child and love them in a way that fully validates their humanity instead of seeing them as like pr- property or, or thing to be controlled mm-hmm. or, or an extension of myself. I don't know. Y'all, y'all, y'all might be ready for that. Uh, D- Dr. Dr. Matumbo, you, I think you, you might you might have something to say about this particular topic. I think you might oh, be ready. Yeah, yeah. I've had I've, I've a lot of kids, so yeah. Um, they're not here though, and you don't know you, you don't know. know you don't know them like yeah. that. <laughs> no, um, no. I think I feel like having a kid is something you can never be ready for. So I don't know when will be the right time to have a kid, but I feel like after you you past twenty eight, having a kid, I don't think. Man, I, I think after twenty eight, <laughs> having a kid is is the right time. I, I feel like it's there's never wrong. Ah, fuck my nigga. I don't know what I'm talking about, man. Okay, know. didn't 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 you already? That, sorry, I put you on the spot. I don't know how you got nervous, yeah, yeah, and nobody yeah, yeah. can even see you, bro. It's it's just you by yourself <laughs> in your room. How you get nervous? And it's just I, you I holding like, the phone. Like when I was in high school doing a, a speech, I'm like, I start stuttering. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you know what? Fuck, fuck, fuck. And uh, the next slide is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> why am I so sweaty? Is it? Um, no, can no. you turn the air conditioning back up, sir? <laughs> it's no, kind of no, hot I'll, in here. I'll... And uh, so um yeah yeah that's my presentation. So. Um, uh, yeah. Any, qu- any questions? No. So, so you, you had a scare, a scare and or opportunity recently. 
Um, yes. And you, you, it seems like you made a choice in your head, but I, you, you, you tell yeah, the was, fucking, you tell the fucking situation. I don't know. I always felt like I grew up thinking, feeling like if you don't, if you have a kid outside of marriage, it's the wrong time to have a kid. So the right time to have a kid is after you got a proper job and you got uh, like a stable relationship. But now after that happened, I was like, you know what? As long as I got enough income to take care of me and somebody else, I think it's the right time to have a kid. And mm. I don't think I'm at a place where I don't have control by my emotions. I, I grew up my little brothers and I took care of them while, like after they were like 16, 17, they were just living with me. So I was like, you know what? That's pretty fucking, that's pretty goddamn close to, to, to well, no, I don't know. This seems like something. It's more than yeah, having a dog. I, yeah. Yeah. But I, I felt like I think too much pressure on trying to, to, to make life in a certain way that sometimes you just got to roll with the punches. And after you're mm. 28, I think having a kid and, and stressing over it is not the right thing to do. At least for me, I, I think that. Because yeah. you, if you, you got a job and you can take care of yourself, then you can add an extra... Um, I think you, you have room to add an extra responsibility. I think you're right. I think you're probably right. And I think also by like by that time in if, your life, if the baby mama is not crazy, I think that. Oh uh, yeah, because uh, yeah, hmm. I feel like with these with these situations, it's like we we talk about these, and, and Alvin like stop me at any point, but with these situations, it feels like we kind of talk about it like you know it'll be okay. Like people have done it, we've been doing it for millions of years, but. Maybe I'm a pessimist, but it, it does feel like for a lot of situations, it's like, yeah, we've been doing it badly. Like almost everyone had a really bad time with it and we've been really scared and confused. And then by the time we got our hands around what was happening, our life was done. And we just go, so well, that was, that was just what happened. Um, and, and on top of that, it's just infinitely complex, which maybe is to your point, uh, Dr. Matombo, like maybe it's just, it's completely unpredictable. There's too many fucking factors going around. So you just have to go. Fuck it. Because you can look at parents who had, who had kids at, like, like they didn't plan the kids and they had them. And you ask them, well, do you feel like you, you, you fucked up your life? And, and some would be like, nah. Most would be like, nah. It's like, I'm, because I'm they're lying. What do you mean they're lying? So, so if they say they, say they hated their life, <laughs> that would make sense to you. Like, you know what? Yeah, that's, that's then, right. Then, then they would be telling the truth. You didn't become truth. a CEO. <laughs> then they would be telling <laughs> the truth that they said that. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess it's, I, I, would, I would be very, I'm just very hesitant about the circumstances of that question. You know what I mean? Mm. Like not most husbands, if you ask them, do you love your wife? They say, yeah, I guess like that's, it's mm. people aren't even honest with themselves. I'd just be very, it, it would depend very heavily on the context of when that question was asked. Like, I don't, mm. I don't think most people would admit that they fucked their lives up. You know, all that happiness survey stuff is a little bit like, you can't just ask someone, Hey, did you fuck your life up? Is every single decision that you did not what you want right now? Because who, who wants to admit that to themselves? It's I not mean, like you can do I anything mean, about I, it. I, I've asked my sister because my sister did this really weird thing. So my sister had my first nephew when she was really young. And then 18 months later, she had my second nephew. And then she had a really long gap. And then she had my third nephew. And then she had slightly less of a gap. And then she had my fourth nephew. And then she had a long gap. And then she fucked around and had twins when she was nearly 40. So right. we got to, she, she had, she had children at different points in her development and she had different, she had children at different points in her income level, the income level of my brother-in-law. 
Um, so I literally asked her, I was like, I was like, you know, Hey, like, you know, you had Jeremiah when you were basically fresh out of high school, you know, you had maybe like a year of college under your belt. You weren't making that much money. And I was like, now you have, you know, a master's degree, you have stable employment. My, you know, she makes okay money. My brother-in-law makes six figures. So I'm like, do you feel more prepared now? And her response was, Hey, she was like, you're never prepared. She was like, it's always harder than you think it's going to be. She was like, it never got easier, but she said, really? it's been the most amazing journey. She said, it's been the most amazing journey and I wouldn't change a thing. See, okay. Well, two things with that. And again, this is coming from somebody who hasn't experienced this. So it's hard, you know, obviously it's all just conjecture, but I think that's more a temperament than an assessment of reality, you know? Like, I think a, a person like mm-hmm. that is the kind of person who goes to prison, comes out of prison and goes, I wouldn't do it any other way. Like, th- this is who, who this, this made me who well, I am. I don't think people say they, don't, they wouldn't do it any other way. They say, well, it didn't fuck me up. But I would, oh, no, no, as in, they don't say I would rather go to prison. You say, I went to prison, but I'm still not fucked up. But as far as having a kid, some of them will say, you know what, I'll do it again. Because... Now but I think that that's grown, a little bit different because you're because with a child, in order for you to say I would have done it different, what you're saying is I don't want my child, and that's a much different thing to no, say than I no, but, don't want to have gone to prison. You know what I mean? But here, but here's the thing. Here's the thing with my sister, and this is why I think I think that's particularly poignant. So, okay. so two things in regards to what you're saying is, a, she actively made the decision to have more children. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's not. It's Ooh, not. It, yes. Yeah, the it's first not like, one it's was not, unintentional, and then were they all on purpose? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, like, she had a child. Well, she got pregnant, and then it was kind of like, oh, you know, what are we going to do? And then it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to have the child, and we're happy about it. Yeah, and then it was like, now we're going to have more children, and now we're going to have more children, and now we're going to have more children. So, smart people of means who have sense, which my sister and my brother-in-law do, don't continue to have children if they felt like having children was a major fuck up and like they ruined their lives by having a child. So if you, if you actively make the decision to have more children, Mm. that means that that means that you don't see it as like this unimaginable burden that you just fucked up and and like did. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. She also acknowledges the fact that she made mistakes in terms of like having the children. Like we sat down and had that conversation as a family on how much we've gotten to be better like leaders and mentors for my younger nephews than we were for our older ones. So like we had to learn through that process as well. So I don't, so I think that one, the fact that you can acknowledge that you have learned and grown as parents and two, the fact that you actively said, I'm going to be a parent to a young child again means that you enjoyed the experience and you liked it and you, you really wouldn't change. You didn't make a mistake. I 100% agree with all of that. Basically. Like, I mean, I guess it, it changes too, because you're making a different kind of decision, you know? The, for the first one, you're going, mm-hmm. let's see what the adventure is. But by the fourth one, you're going, we have a lot to give at this point. We kind of know what we're doing. So it's almost like a totally yeah. different kind of decision. So you're saying, I mean, well, you said she, 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 she didn't say this, but I would have to assume by the fourth kid, when you've got, you know, degrees and a good house and a mortgage and money and means, like you said, in education, you have to go, we're more ready for this one than we were the first one. I mean maybe not ready as a binary, but surely you would have to say you're more ready. Right. I mean, the one, the one thing I'll say that she, she, the one, the one thing I'll say for them is the fact, and she's pointed, she pointed this out even with, um, before she had the twins, when she had my, my nephew Jackson, who's turning five this year, it's a little bit harder, even despite that, just because they're older. 
like like both of them are just like you know you know when you have when you're so my brother-in-law was 40 and my sister was approaching 40 when they had two you know two newborn babies so it's it's a lot diff it's a lot more difficult to like do that like oh i gotta stay up all night shit with two babies when you're approaching 30 than it was when you were doing this shit in your 20s so they were saying that they were like perpetually tired all the fucking time like she was like she was like I don't sleep. I have to get up in the morning and get, and get, you know, we have to get up and get, you know, kids ready. Right. And then I have to go work. So it became easy and just as fast as it became harder almost. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was yeah. the one thing that she very explicitly said. She was like, this shit is just like infinitely harder now that I'm like older. I don't have the same energy. That's something my mom, my mom was telling me as well. My mom was telling me like, if you're like a kid, you have to have them when you still have energy or else they'll be a lot harder to, <sighs> to take care of. Damn. That's a good fucking point. So, Dr. Matumbo, is that your thinking? Like, do you want to not wait because of the, the energy requirement? Oh, yeah. For me, for me, it's also that because I, I want to play with my kids. And yeah. when I was, because when you were talking about the idea of whether it's a bad idea to have a kid earlier on, I also think about um, parents usually, even if they make a mistake, they don't want their kids to do the same mistake. So they would probably tell me, oh, wait till you got a good job or you got this going on before you have a kid. And for me, they were like, oh, at this point, I think it's okay for you to have a kid because... You don't always have everything lined up. No, you don't. You, you're figuring so out for sure. If you can have these few things set up, then you, you, you can have one. So for, for me, I feel like, yeah, if I was having a kid, I would like to have them before I turn 35. Yeah. Because uh, after that, it's like, same. yeah. Yeah, the body starts breaking down real, real fucking fast. Shit gets a lot harder. I mean, no, that, that, that makes perfect sense to me because there's a bunch of stuff in life that I'm like, I wouldn't want to try and do that now. You can't be you know, playing around being, you know, homeless or insecure work and shit like that. You can do that in your teens and your twenties when you're in your thirties and your forties sleeping on a futon. That's, that's no good. And, and in the same way, doing shit that requires good knees, like in your forties, not that's rough. Cause babies are, yeah, they're, they're fucking running all everywhere. I also just want to like point out that I have no idea why you're, you're kicking it. Like 40 year old people are like 80 year old people. <laughs> I mean, I have never been 40. I've never been 40, but when I was that 21, shit is I was like, tired. Old old motherfuckers. Like, I'm not saying they're old. I'm not saying they're 80. I didn't say that. I'm just saying that I have less energy you can, now. You, Mother, you will definitely have. Are, are you saying that 40 year olds have this? You, you said it. Why are you getting mad at me? You said it. No, <laughs> you no, said no, it. But what I, what I, no, I'm no, disagreeing. No, I'm saying, this is what I'm saying. No, this is what I'm saying. This is an abusive relationship. What the fuck? I think you're missing. I think you're missing a lot of the context. And I tried to stress certain the, words when I did that. Do you want the meatloaf or not, honey? I cooked it for you. Why are you slapping no, me in the head? No. No, I, like I said, I like I said, I think you're missing like a lot like, of stuff. I don't that understand I, why you're so angry. I that I intentionally tried to try to emphasize. I said my sister was tired because my, okay. So, and this is context I didn't add. So I'm adding new context okay, now, but you. I'll circle yeah. back. My sister, my sister is a second grade teacher. My sister has a very stressful job where she ends up working long hours. She also works in a, in a school district where a lot of her children are new to the country. So they don't speak English, which adds an additional barrier. So she does additional tutoring sessions and stuff like that. My sister right, pulls yeah. in 12 hour work days consistently. Okay. And also, oh, sure. as I've stated before, she's approaching 40 and it's two babies. So, so compound everything, which God, these are, these are twins. They were born at the same time. So everything that a normal parent would have to do, which is already stressful for anybody, they have to do twice or half, but yeah, fair enough. No, no, you literally have to do it twice you because don't have to get two cars. A man. lot of times you don't have to get two cars. You can put them both. Actually, in the same they did car. have to get two cars. Okay. I'm going to You can't do that because okay. I have, no, I have, right. I have, six, I have six nephews. You got it. I have six nephews and you can't put, and you can't put three, you can't put three car seats in a row. Damn. You're you're killing him. You're you're gonna kill him. <laughs> Let him up. He can't breathe. 
He's already what? knocked out. <laughs> He's not moving. <laughs> He's already dead. But at the same time, I feel like I feel like a lot of times, I feel like a lot of times people attribute a lot of stuff like energy loss and it's just natural to just assume that it's age and all that shit. But I assure you that a lot of 20 year olds are like fucked up with their energy and shit because look at how like a lot of us, especially like when you're living an unhealthy lifestyle, maybe it's because you fucking ate McDonald's like five times a week and you don't exercise and, you, and you're going on five hours of sleep and you're like drinking like four nights a week heavily. I mean, like maybe it's not because you went from 25 to 27 that that happened. Okay. So like there are plenty of people in their fucking forties that have like great knees. My father, my father is 62 this year. The motherfucker like does manual labor work all the fucking time. Why do I feel like you're taking this knees thing personally? Like do, do y'all, do you sell like knee braces or no. some shit? Like what's going on? Why is this, why is that such a nerve? Oh, no, no, like, no, no, no. I'm just saying that no, 40, that's, that's I'm just saying a, that 40 year olds have worse knees than 20 year olds. That's all I'm saying. Are we arguing about that? Because the motherfucker who's 20, no, 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 who's 21 no. eats McDonald's five times a week he's going to be garbage at 40. Like, he's not going to be better. He's not going to get better at 40. No. He's going to be worse. You're comparing across cohorts. No, my whole thing with that was to say that, like, the whole aspect of saying that you can't play with your kids because you don't have energy, and you said 40 was the age. That just kind of was, like, out there for me. And also, as a person, I've had knee problems since I was 14. Oh, there we go. Okay, because I played okay. sports. Right, okay, no. got you. I, I've attacked so the I, knee no, people. So, so, no. That was triggering. I no, apologize. That's, that's, I didn't mean to be knee phobic. It literally doesn't. Good. It literally doesn't because my whole thing was like I was talking about age. So my whole thing is that I've had knee problems regardless, and like my knee's fine now, but I have on and off again knee problems, and that wasn't related to my age at all. I mean, are your knees better or worse than they were ten years ago? Better. Oh, how'd that? How'd you do that? Because I actually rehab the knee. This so when I was younger, I didn't feel the need to rehab it. I was just like doing young, dumb young people shit and saying like, oh, I'll just run through it or what the fuck ever and then a few years ago i actually had the means to actually rehab my knee and actually see somebody so my knee is actually infinitely better than it was 10 years ago but see i feel like but i'm also i'm also not 40 yeah you playing around with words and shit because surely you would not you would not say that given all the same conditions a person who is 20 years older who is 40 versus a person who is 20 will have better um energy and knees if they eat the same diet if they're do- oh, going through the same therapy no, that was, 40 that was, is worse you're right you're right on that that was just never my point you're 100 right on that that was just never my point Nigga, well, i was making I, a separate I point. point but i do get the point where yeah and you, yeah your separate point is correct man what the, what was the point of this you did this for why but you did this for what why not why why not why though no the point that i was making was literally the point that i just said it was the fact that like when you're 40 you still have energy to play with your kids uh, that was no, literally my point, point. Uh, yeah i don't know if i will <laughs> but all right fair, fair enough sorry what were you saying doctor unless you, dr. Unless you fuck up no i was gonna say about I the, probably the, will. The, the, you kind of have more responsibility as well the older you get so the time you have with ki- your kids can also so like um reduce while well, when you're younger you can live off freaking uh welfare and be okay with that at least for us here. Wait, what do you what do you mean? Actually, if, 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 if you're 22, most people here when they're like 22 and they have a kid, they live off welfare, and they're good with that because they can live at their parents' house. But when you're older, you have to work for that. For that's to, a good point. Kids. There's a lot of so good protections the here. The time you have, because mm-hmm. I got a, I got a homeboy. Uh, you remember you remember? Yeah. Yeah. He's got two babies, and um, he actually seems to be doing quite like quite well. Like everything actually seems to be quite in line at the moment, even on, on, on unstable income. And that kind of makes me think like, you know what? It would be good. But, but at the, then at the same time, I think it's like, 
historically or whatever you think when as people have started to push off that childbearing situation further and further in the future mm-hmm. it seems like we've yeah. our lives have developed into to have a much greater variety of them especially especially for women for instance the, like the the average yeah. experience that a woman between the ages of 20 and 35 had has had is vastly different and i think because like causally because of the fact they hold off on childbirth i mean i realize it's a little bit of a circle because yeah. they hold off on childbirth because they're doing stuff but they're doing stuff because they know they can't do that and childhood they can't do their career and childbearing they can't do traveling the world they can't do getting that second degree they can't do art school they can't do you know starting their business whatever it is so which in and of itself is patriarchal because they ideally should be able to do all that shit men do it but you know but you're right but, but you're but, absolutely right though. okay but but here's 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 my question i think men do it because of that patriarchal structure if you remove it then nobody can like if, if both people Maybe. are doing half of that um that uh, second share you know so what is what's it called you know what i'm talking about second second shift work at the home and there is no mm-hmm. i'll take care of the kids while you work person then both people's shit is fucked up nobody's traveling any fucking I would, way nobody's I would building say, business i would say I would say the answer to that would be multi-generational involvement with, with, with the child. So for example, yeah, grandparents. So for example, um, in my sister's house, um, their, their paternal grandmother takes care of them like three days a week. My other sister has them like a lot of the time as well. Um, now that my, now that my two oldest, my two oldest nephews are adults, so Mm -hmm. they help out substantially. So like, I feel like, and multi-generational household and, and, and involvement with, with the parents is actually more of the long-standing human tradition this whole like isolating childcare strictly to the nuclear family is a is a very fucking like western like 19th century so, kind of shit i mean is that i mean does that make it better or worse i mean even if that's true like no so i mean what, i mean like, that i mean that is, is i mean i still, no, I still i'm not like, i'm not saying that what i'm saying what i'm saying is that if what i'm saying is that if you have that multi-generational kind of outcome along with strides in you know, removing certain barriers for women to like go to school or whatever. If you, if you allow them to have like adequate childcare, then both people could do it without it. Because what you were saying is that if, if you try to do it, nobody, nobody, if you take away the patriarchy, both people lose. Basically, I'm saying that yeah. if you have multi-generationalness, if you then have that multi-generationalness back then they can both do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can see that. I mean, do you, do you think the travel or, becomes- or with government intervention for childcare or with government intervention with childcare? Like if you have like adequate, like state sponsored, like, or job or even better job sponsored childcare, then maybe. I don't know. Something about that. It seems like during those formative years, it seems like the relationship between, I mean, but it was, so the, the point that I was going to make is that like some, something about having the government babysit or having another person babysit because you, because you're, because that's, that's something that rich people do. Like that we, we've historically had this idea that rich people actually have the ability to, to buy that freedom that the middle class or poor haven't been able to do. Their lives get derailed by childbirth, whereas rich people can go, Kim Kardashian can go, look, I'm going to literally have a a poor woman birth my child, so I don't even have to lose that nine months. I'm going to have another poor woman take care of my children, do all of that shit, and I can live, I can live basically like I didn't have a fucking kid. So, so she gets all Mm -hmm. of that freedom. However, I think Mm -hmm. the kid ends up suffering. Maybe. But then at the same time, I mean, I guess you could argue that men historically have been doing exactly that. Like men have just been like, I'm not a father to this child. I'm a financier and a sperm donor. So I finance this household and the mother raises the child. For me, I think that they took about as though men enjoyed that shit. I can see how they were stuck into that role of oh, yeah, just yeah. I agree. providing. Yeah. Even though they wanted to take care of the kids as well. 
Oh yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to stay at home making brownies? Like, come on, you really want? I'm going to the coal mines, and that's the patriarch. Like, yeah, no, nah, I, I would much rather like if you don't have to change clothes to do your job. That's a way easier job. If you can wake up and and just be at work, you're in your fucking pajamas making fucking brownies. You know, doing breakfast for the kids and stuff. Occasionally cl- cleaning up a spill. That's way better than having to go to work. That's because I you will, don't like. I that will job. say that. That I agree with your point, but I'll also flip it and say that sometimes that rich people use that influence to be able to do their job more in, in a way that still allows them to be there in a way that middle class and poor people can't. So, for example, like Kobe okay. Bryant was a very active father. All right. He was a very active father. So when they were having home games in L.A. or when he was practicing because he was, you know, that guy who would like wake up right. at four o'clock in the morning and yes. go like swim laps and all that shit he wouldn't drive from the practice facility to, to home because he was like, he could caught up in LA traffic, just the distance itself from where it was to where he actually lived was like a pretty long time. He was like, he couldn't get to the gym and back in order to be there for his girls when they had breakfast and to drop them off at school. So he started take that's when he started taking the helicopter rides. Right. So he would take the helicopter. So that allowed him to be able to go and do everything he wanted to do, you know, and still be back, you know, for breakfast to drop his kids off, you know, you know, so he never missed that time when he was, you know, in the LA area. So that's something that, you know what I mean? So you can buy that kind of stuff back. That is some incredible fucking shit. And I mean, sad because I don't know. I don't know what I feel about Kobe because I don't know him and I'm not a uh, basketball fan, but I do feel like, I don't know. He he seemed a bit intense for me. He, He seemed like he sort of put a level of intensity on others that he put on himself, which I don't think is, I don't think it's good, but that idea of like, how can you buy, buy back time, you know, like, how can you go like, cool, I've, mm-hmm. I've got limited amount of time in the day, but I have fucking money and resource and power. So you're saying he was like a normal person would be like, I can't get from over here to over here. Cause it's a two hour long drive. And he just said, I actually have the money to solve this problem. I can be on the other side of town doing business. And in 15 minutes I can be with my babies. So I can do stuff that a poor person can't do. And yep. that allows him to just be efficient at a level that a, a person who's poor or without those resources or more middle class will never be able to fucking fathom. Bingo. Dr. Matumbo, I know you're a fan of, um, you know, all the white horsemen of the dark internet, but Alvin, are you a uh, fan or know of Jordan Peterson? No. That's surprising. Oh, I would I would have thought that you, mm-hmm. you, you seem like you would, you would be into him, but he's this, um, he's this Toronto man's who does uh, psychology at the University of, of Toronto. And... Man, somebody needs to do a sketch where Jordan Peterson has the like the the hood Toronto man accent. That would fucking be hilarious, actually. Nah, fam. Stop it. Just stop. You don't have those. You and you can nice it. Talking too much. Think you're sick? Think you pull things you'll get dealt with, fam. You're not a bodman, broski. Uh, uh, somebody write that idea down. <laughs> He's a clinical psychologist, and so a lot of the, the shit that he talks about is sort of how to organize a thriving, happy, functional, individual life. And he's kind of ended up uh, stepping into the, the public and political domain because he's made a lot of comments about identity politics and the, the role of the individual versus the collective and um, the, the role of laws in the individual's life and the role of like government intervention in, in um, and sort of group identity in sort of individual well-being and and as a result he's made a lot of political comments that a lot of people do not fuck with that are arguably maybe right-leaning or anti sort of leftist rhetoric but anyway he was doing this lecture or whatever he was he was saying you have no idea how efficient efficient people can get 
And as he was describing mm-hmm. it, it, something about it just really hit me like there's these compounding effects to where it's like this person is getting like th- these people when you when you get the machine of your life working well to where it's like i know when i'm waking up i know who i'm gonna eat i've delegated every possible thing that i could delegate i've automated so much stuff i've figured out this process to where it's like in 24 hours they're getting done what it would take you months to do and and they get faster over time because the better you get at something it's almost like an economy of scale of time so like every year mm-hmm. they're, they're getting done twice as much as they did the previous year and something about that, I don't know if I find it inspiring or scary or he said something. He was like, if if somebody gets started earlier than you, the compounding effects of them getting efficient at doing what they're doing, because it's not it's not a linear trajectory. They they get they get better at getting better. If they start five years ahead of you, you will never fucking catch up now, no matter how good you are, because they're fucking skyrocketing. Um, and I just I don't know if, that, if that's motivating or demotivating. What the fuck? I mean, both both of you guys seem like quite uh interested in being the best versions of yourselves and sort of skyrocketing forward. But that, that kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, for me, as far as efficiency, man, I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence with uh, the idea of efficiency now. Like maybe that's to do with the mood I mean recently, but it's like, you know, we're talking about the idea of happiness, right? So sure. it's like, what makes you happy? Do you have to do a lot of things to be happy or you just have to, to be okay with what you do? And what do you think it is? That, that's the balance I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out. Cause I feel like I would, I would be happier if I would I was a lot better than where I am. But at the same time, it's like, do I start off by just so like being happy with where I am first? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I think I've been happier doing more. I think. I mean, or, or maybe less sad. I don't know if I've been more happy, but definitely less sad. Like being busy has definitely acted as a, a cure-all for the feelings of listlessness, boredom, uh anxiety all of that where it's just like i know what i'm doing today i know what i'm doing every hour of today i know what i'm doing every hour of this week um but is it the aim to be efficient or to just do something um the aim is to be efficient as well but it's like that's hmm. no that's a that's a good question i think the aim is more to do something it's ba- i mean basically the approach that i take is is None of this shit matters. I don't believe in any kind of afterlife. I don't believe in any higher power and any spiritual anything. So I don't really think that life matters or anything that we do, any of us matters or is important. So by the time we die, it's cool. You fought for freedom. You freed the slaves. You've fought for civil rights. You, you know, whatever. You saved a bunch of babies from cancer. It really doesn't matter at all. But we, but we live in human experience. So it doesn't matter that it doesn't matter because we, we live in it. So I kind of think, so I kind of think I'm basically just trying to stay as busy as possible until I die. Mm-hmm. And if I do that, then while I am living in the social construct of human meaning and human significance and human values, if I can stay busy, then I'm not too worried about, you know, the the existential nothingness of, of the soup that I'm sort of floating in. So efficiency is more like a cherry on top. It's really just about being busy. It's really just about doing, doing something, you know, having some purpose, having something that I wake up to do. Um, and efficiency is like, if I can do more of that, if I can do more of those things and that's like stacking on top of it better and I can move forward and there's, and I, I think, you know, busy is great, but like the, the illusion of forward motion makes us or me at least, but I think a lot of people feel good, you know, the, the, the sense of progress mm. and efficiency helps. Oh, yeah, progress. But is, is it different for you? No, no, I, I understand what you mean. I think, yeah, cause I feel if I, if I was busy every day and I don't see progress, then I would feel like shit. Mm. And once you start seeing your progress, start comparing your progress to someone's progress. And if it's, it seems somehow slower than somebody else's, then you want to step that up. 
And I think that's where efficiency becomes a problem for me. Because I'm like, yo, if everybody's trying to be more efficient, then it's going to be a... Comp- the only way you know whether you're efficient is by comparing to somebody else's. Yes, um, yeah. I'm going to do something. Mm-hmm. That's a difficult thing. I was I was reading this or not reading this book. I don't ever read the full book, but I was reading this uh this YouTube comment section about this book, and uh, it was how to, <laughs> it was how to be it was how to be. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. Look, we get it. We get it. You read books. You got degrees. You write papers, bro. The rest of us, we watch TikToks. All right, that's how we get educated about the world. We read. Twitter, Twitter, uh, no. fucking threads. All right, that's what we you do. Said, we read headlines. I was reading a YouTube comment. You said I, I was reading this book. I, I wouldn't read the whole book. I thought you were gonna say I read like an excerpt or something from a magazine, like a review or synopsis or something. I was reading the YouTube comments. Well, anyway, so there was this one particularly poignant comment. Uh, it had many thumbs up, and is 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 about the book, which was called uh, "The How of Happiness." <laughs> And it was by this this lady named Sonia, and her last name I can't pronounce it, so I'm gonna say Tchaikovsky. It was that kind of a name. I don't know what her last name was. It had a lot of Russian looking stuff. It ended with ski, you know. So this woman, um, Sonia Bukowski, basically wrote this book, how, the How of Happiness, and in it she had these twelve rules for it, and they were clinically backed based on her study of positive psychology, all that kind of stuff. Very TED Talk type type stuff. But yeah, I'm on a TikTok. You said I'm like, is that a TikTok or oh, a man, video? nigga? Why you why you put me on blast like that? I was trying to I was trying to raise the le- it, okay. It wasn't even a YouTube comment section. It was a fucking TikTok. There's a 12 year old girl who who made this video about this goddamn book. God damn, y'all motherfuckers won't let me seem smart for shit. Fuck. Okay, I don't read books. I don't I don't even watch full t- full YouTube videos. I get sleepy there because it's too it's too many words. I don't read the comment section. I do TikTok. It's 15 to 60 seconds tops and it's usually like a nice you know gen z doing a dance to kind of keep my visual feel it's a a nice beat to it you know what i'm saying you got you know you got doja cat in the background saying you know saying something interesting to keep me keep me going that's efficiency right right i'm 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 doing the syncopated rhythm of the rat tat tat while i get my brain lit uh all right so i am efficient all right i'm 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 nurturing all aspects of myself the musical the spiritual the intellectual so on and so forth so anyway oh the spiritual i thought you didn't believe in that shit but anyway you wrong. yeah well i am nurturing it by by ignoring it all right so that's what's part of the tiktok you know is that they don't have any spiritual elements so in the 12 there's a bunch of different stuff. It's all clinic. And like a lot of it are really related to it. it was like, you know, nurturing your relationships, having, you know, at least three close relationships. But with the comparison stuff, they were like two of the things or, or a few of the things that really, really help is cultivating gratitude and not overthinking and not self comparing. And those three things together, I really, I think, aim to master and i definitely see the value of 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 approaching the problem uh matumbo that you basically just outlined like you should i mean i know they they always say this and it's probably much more easily said than done and i'm still figuring out how to do it but i think i've gotten pretty fucking good or at least better than i was at it of not aiming to compare myself to others especially not others who are above me because that's a recipe for a fucking disaster because the people who are ahead of you if they're trying as hard as you you're never fucking gonna catch them 90 percent of the fucking time because you have to you have to realize that like 
even though you're the main character of that shit in your head, they're the main character of their shit, and they're they're doing every fucking same thing that you're trying to do. Reading every book, you know, trying to make their days more efficient, taking the tropics, they're doing all of that shit. And they're and they started five years ago. So even if you got as good as them, you're never getting to where they are. And so it's so it's an unfair comparison. It's it's like comparing yourself to to someone who starts off as a billionaire and trying to catch up to their money. So uh-huh it makes a lot more sense to compare yourself to yourself. And this is, again, something that, that Peterson said. He was like, because you're the only proper control for yourself. You, you, your past self is the only person on earth that has the exact same uh, mixture of, uh, of, start, start, of like initial circumstances as you. Well, exact same genetics, the, exact the be, same education, be, so on and so forth. The, be, the best you can get, because even, even expression changes at, at certain levels throughout. It's, it's the what best possible control. It's not. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, man. Hey, this motherfucker's smart, bro. He said, you not even you. That's how, you know how smart you got to be to when somebody says, I am me? You got to go, well, technically, actually, from moment to moment, as you're passing through the time-space continuum, there are some microscopic changes that happen to your genetic code. So really, you know, niggas, niggas don't even be niggas, really. I'm not getting to that level of it. I'm just saying the way that your body controls long-term self in, in, in your body is through hormones and your hormone levels change through, with, with age. They change throughout time. So technically you're not the same biological specimen that you were after a certain point. So you're not the exact same thing, but yeah, you're to, to his you're point. Closest. You're the closest control. You're the closest you can get. You're not the perfect control. Fair. The perfect control would be Ooh. you a minute ago. You know what I mean? But it would just be you right now. What that have in any, yeah, what, Maybe what you in an alternative universe where uh, where everything happened exactly the same as our universe. That would be the only control. And then everything yeah. would happen identically. I mean, but yeah, because if you're you, you're just going to do what you would do. I mean, at that point, we're talking about free will and shit, which is not real. So if you're using the perfect control with all the same factors, then you just get the exact same result, I, I would think. How many more like nihilistic gems are you gonna like drop in your um, existential dread in this podcast, man? Damn, Nietzsche! Like, are you gonna like like keep this? Like, you're just gonna keep this going? I was trying to be healthy. You, the one who derailed me with the fucking cosmic. We, you, not even you. So it don't even matter what the fuck you do. You, you can't even. You can't get better because your hormones and genes and evolution is fucking your whole shit up. I was trying to be positive. I was talking about happiness. I was talking about TikToks. You, you were trying to be positive, Hobbs. I was talking about Doja Cat. I was talking about all kinds of good positive <laughs> shit. Then you hit me with the well. Actually, your hormones change the the endospheric, uh, you know, telomeres of your genetic code, and they turn your C's into G's, and then the fucking. You were trying to be positive. Yes. You literally have said the phrasing that nothing in life matters at all, and you and that's and that's your positivity spin. I was. Bra- bringing it full circle bro i was bringing it full circle i was saying even though nothing matters we are matter matter we matter to to what is matter all right that's what i was trying to say anyway fuck you anyway what i was what I, my, my whole point is hey man no hey man okay edgar Allan poe just keep going it's okay i'm trying to think think evermore what is what does edgar Allan poe say what's what's he say Anyway, um, well, I mean, yeah, he did say evermore. That's yeah, the Raven. Quoth the Raven. Okay, there we go. It's been a while. All right, so I, I'm, I guess I'm just saying, Matumbo, for 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 that idea, I think being able to compare yourself only to yourself is probably the most useful and least distressing way of approaching efficiency mm-hmm. that I think of. But the other thing is, I, I, I will say this is like maybe like a dark, toxic, you know, self help thing. I try to only compare myself to people who are worse than me. And and obviously, you know, that can become bad if you, you if you do that certain ways. But if somebody's better than me, I take inspiration, but I don't compare. So I go, that's oh, that's interesting. I didn't know you could do that. 
So you might see somebody <clears throat> jumping out of a plane and go, oh, I've, I've never seen that. Like the, there was a first time where you learned that skydiving was a thing. Cause if you don't compare yourself to mm-hmm. people doing bigger shit than you, then you probably will have very limited scope of the things that you can do. You know what I mean? Like if you never saw mm-hmm. a movie, you wouldn't know, Oh fuck, I could be a director. So you need some amount of comparing yourself to people better than you, but you have to, you have to take it as inspiration rather than competition. You know what I mean? So I kind of like mm-hmm. pretend that they're dead. Cause it's like, okay, cool. I'm not competing with him. I'm just taking inspiration from him. You know, Will Smith was great. Mm-hmm. He was so good. But then, you know, in about uh, August or so he died. And so I don't, it doesn't matter what he does. You know, I'm just taking that mm-hmm. energy in and I can incorporate it into myself. And then as I'm doing well, I go, you know, I, I go back to my old high school yearbook and just look up motherfuckers that I know weren't doing well. You know what I mean? <laughs> to just see where they're at and go, damn, I'm doing good. You know? And then I compare myself to my, my previous iteration. And then that's the key to happiness. Basically. Um, is that a nihilistic gym? I don't know, but that's my that's my formula. <laughs> I took that to an extreme at some point. It's like you're comparing yourself to people who are worse than you, and then a month later you actually become like them. Like it's just just looking at them and be like, you know, I'm better than them. And then you don't improve, and then you look at yourself. Nah, see, you, 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 you or if they pass shit. you, yeah, yeah, or if they pass Ooh, you, you know what I mean? That's, that's like bad. It, like that's look, bad. That's bad. Like, like six months ago, little DeAndre was working at Foot Locker. Why is it gotta but be DeAndre, like, bro? You know, why is it gotta be DeAndre? <laughs> why can't it be Matthew? Why is it gotta we got Why we gotta make him Dontavious? Why we? That's fucked up, bro. <laughs> why you gotta be DeAndre to work at Foot Locker? <laughs> because I went to school with motherfuckers named DeAndre. That's, Damn, so did I. Like, that's, that's true. That's true. That is true. Actually, actually, no. Because I went to a high school that had a lot of white people. We had maybe like forty percent white people. So there was there was there was a lot of Nathans and Tylers and like fifty Alexes of all genders. It was a it was a okay, but, but fair enough. There were some Quantaviuses as well. And, and 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 to be fair, all of the Alexes are doing very well. I don't look them up. I only look up the I only look up the Marcuses and the Demarcuses of of high school. There's a lot more variation there. So fair point. So anyway, if DeAndre from the Foot Locker, uh, is it a good Foot Locker? Six like where, ago. where is the Foot Locker? Because that depends. I don't know. Lennox. <laughs> okay, so not a good Foot Locker. If he's at the Foot Locker at Lennox. Oh, actually, wait. Where is Lennox? Is that Buckhead? Yeah. Okay, so anyway, if he passes you, that can be psychologically devastating, I would say. Yeah, recovering from that shit. Fuck. But see, I think that, Matumbo, I think you're you're much more healthy with it because for me, it's not enough to it's not enough to win. It's that others lose. So if I'm looking at a guy, so if I'm looking at a guy, because it's not really about me doing well, it's about me doing better. So, so if if I if I see if I'm like you know what let me get on let me get on Twitter right let me get on Twitter right quick or or Instagram I'll say what is DeAndre from high school doing right now who works at the Foot Foot Locker at Linux even now. 10, 10, 15 years after high school graduation. Let me see what he's up to. And I'll I'll do toxic shit like this. Let me follow him just so he can see what I'm up to. We haven't talked to him. We haven't wow. talked in a decade. Let me just follow him so, so you can say I'm not gonna say shit, you know what I mean? And then he'll he'll hit me with message, yo, what's good? And I'll be like, hey man, what's up? And he'll be like, hey man, how you been? Oh, you know, traveling, do this and that, this and that. How about you? And then he'll say, Oh, well, you know, I've been trying to take a, a Python boot camp so I can, you know, move out of my parents' house. And you know what I do? You know what I do? Scene. Scene. 
for forever. I'll never answer him. And he just follows and, and looks at my exploits, right? And then my whole goal, wow. my whole goal is to check his page periodically. And whatever he does, I just want to increase the distance between whatever his life is and my life is. So if he's like, yo, man, I got promoted to regional manager of Atlanta Foot Lockers, I'm like, Oh shit! I need to. I need to. I need to start a company. You know, I need to start a company and, uh, and start making start making African black soaps and drop shipping them. And I'm gonna start putting my receipts on my stories and I'm gonna tag them in it. You know, <laughs> just so he knows that you're not never catching up to me. Not never. Anything you do, I'm gonna do it 300 fold. You're never escaping. If he try if he tries to move to another country to make something interesting in his life, I'll release I'll release a plague called COVID nineteen and uh, and make it impossible for him to do that. That's that's oh, my key to happiness. So is that is that what happened? Is that what happened, Victor Von Doom? Like mm. is that is that the kind of shit that you're on right now? A little bit, a little bit. No comment. <laughs> you you know it's hard to do stuff like that when you got an African parent though. You make a make a virus to to cripple the world economy. I don't see how that would be related. No, on the WhatsApp, she sends me. She sends me uh, what is um, uh, links of people's kids who are oh, doctors. Oh, that's so toxic. That's so and I'm toxic. I'm like, come on now. She's like, oh, see, this is what happens when you stay in school. And I'm oh. like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so fucked up. I'm like, mom, I'm trying to get a kid right now. Like, shit, I'm trying to get rid of that. Familia. Is the most like, that's 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 child abuse. I know you're a grown man. That's child abuse, though. Yeah. Can you imagine? Because what like, she's saying, hello, my son, my beautiful boy that I gestated for nine months and raised who i love my moon and my stars i just called you to tell you you are not enough i just wanted you to know that because <laughs> it seems you're all on the gram and it seems like you think that you're enough and you you are not enough you are not enough i, I need you to know this i need you to know you are inadequate she, 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 sent, she gave me a link of this she sent me a link a link of a 19 year old who in congo who gets <laughs> <laughs> she giving you those face I'm those like, Facebook links of you know I'm he like, didn't have anything he didn't have any computers yeah. and he built a turbine and now he has a job with Tesla. I was like, <laughs> shit, man. I was like, mom, I went through war, all right? Are those guys real? I always thought that they're fake. Are, are those stories real? I don't know. He, he was he looked African. He looked like a kid who built a fucking uh, robot. Okay. I don't know. He looked shitty, but I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> but to be fair, um, he only had sticks and mud. And it, it did work. So I don't know where, how the fuck he built wires, but he did it somehow. <laughs> Motherfucker had Egyptian technology. And yeah, I was trying to tell my mom. Yo, how you make a water power person. car? You got no water. That's incredible. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't like it. I've been telling my mom that. She's like, yo, um, I'm just being, I'm doing the best I can as a mother. And I'm, I'm not criticizing you. I'm just telling you what you can be, your potential. <sighs> I'm like, he's, he's 19, man. Like, <laughs> I can't never be 19 again. <laughs> I'm already past I'm that. Thir- I'm, I'm 30, like... <laughs> Yeah, I can't ever be nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my mom is like, I'm like, yo, mom, did you did you uni? She's like, ah, no, I didn't go to university, but I put you in a position to go to university. I'm like, well, yeah, you don't know how hard that shit is, okay? So uh, you didn't raise me right. So mm, I got some you from fucked you, up. So I'm 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 half stupid. So uh, you need to start sending I'm, her pictures. I'm with that. <laughs> Every time you I'm find one of those, you need to send her pictures of those guys' moms and go. Did yeah. you know that her son? Built a fucking robot? What have your sons done? Hmm, interesting. You, you you are not enough. You are inadequate. You are not enough. That's that's oh, what you should man. do. But see, that's why I don't talk to my parents. It's easy to it's easy to compare yourself only to people worse to, than you if you don't talk to nobody that know you for real. Mm. That's the key. No, man. See, what you do is you just have parents that have like very limited social networks. So like my mom's a cashier. So basically I'm a rock star <laughs> in her circle. <laughs> I might as well. I might as well be fucking LeBron James. Like, damn, 
just my mom my mom works in unskilled labor so everything that i do is incredible i've i made it out as far as she's concerned i she has nothing no that's fair and because you can always fle- like if you can flex on your mom that's always like if you can say yeah but what have you done lately what did you do this week because i wrote a paper oh. on epidemiology and got a job with fucking <laughs> with fucking amazon managing their regional such and such so what did you do today oh you you open the drawer you put the money sorry i'm roasting your mom now that's inappropriate but go ahead this is kind of your job <laughs> no my, my mom doesn't wouldn't be wouldn't have a problem with that she'd be like no nah, i give birth to you so just so you know i worry about an apple man women so always want to take credit for everything that pussies do, do. no like oh, that's, she definitely does that. you can't you cannot take credit for a baby if you know you cannot, you didn't have the baby. It took two people to do that. If I put up, if I make a banana bread and I put it in the oven, I made the banana bread. The oven didn't make the banana bread. You cannot take credit <laughs> for the child just because you birthed it. That makes no fucking sense. No, but, but, but I can see where they're coming from though. Nine months and you just. I'm, well, I'm supervising. I'm supervising. I'm a manager, not a worker. Yeah, I feel like yeah, they, they, can, they, can take, they can take 60% of the credit. I give them 55. <laughs> I give them 55. I give them 55. <laughs> Yeah, I give him 55. Take a leave it, yeah. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Oh, man, we got to get a woman back on the podcast. This is, this is, I don't like this energy we've created in the studio today at all. This is, this is awful. This is awful. I'm sorry, Jay. We should, we should not have been allowed to do this. It's all, it's the sound engineer. I got to, I got to fire the sound engineer and get a woman because this is, this is inappropriate. This is, yeah, it's four Y chromosomes on this podcast right now. That's enough to make two super niggas. That's, uh, this is totally fucking inappropriate. No, 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 no. We, we need to do something else. Um, okay. Talk about therapy. Talk about therapy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So I was in therapy, dog. I was in therapy, right? And my therapist was like, hey, bro, you might be gaslighting her. And I was like, bitch you crazy and i left you know what i mean that's so you know therapy is it's it's i therapy myself that's wow, how good i am at therapy you went to therapy no man it was a skit jesus christ you really think that my therapist <laughs> said that i was gaslighting her and then i said yeah. no bitch you're crazy to my own therapist you think that's a real scenario that happened yeah you must not you must not work Nigga, in, you're crazy. i mean i used to work you're in social crazy. service i used to work in social services man, like in bro, my previous how you job have so many jobs County, so, bro you yeah. an expert in fucking everything <laughs> how have you had this many jobs you're an expert in finance epidemiology goddamn genetics and you worked in social <laughs> services you've done fucking everything i am not an expert in genetics i am not an expert i don't in give genetics. a fuck man you're, you're st- an expert I, relative I, to I me i took some classes i took some classes in did college you i am not a genetics expert no. Okay. All right. That makes me feel a little bit better. See, I can't talk to you because I need to. We need to have DeAndre on the podcast because this is fucking with my self esteem. We, we need to get him on the podcast because he'll say he'll say little cute shit. You know what I mean? Like where where is Afghanistan? He'll say stuff like that that I can that I can relate to. You know? He'd be like, "You read the Why whole comment section." Damn, that's crazy. You press the you press the see more comments button. Damn, bro, you academic. Shit, that's crazy. I'm just saying, you think DR is gonna come on here? We ain't said shit about Afghanistan, and that's what you came up with. He's just gonna come out the woodworks and say, Where's Afghanistan? <laughs> well, he might say, Where's what's therapy? <laughs> is that a type of cereal? I love therapy. Um, what <laughs> okay, so you were saying about your social services situation. Oh, people will people in like group therapy and like therapy sessions will 100% like argue with their therapist and say shit like like that and like yeah like that's like not particularly uncommon I don't know why you think oh, it I it would, would argue be. with my therapist shit 
Because I feel like psychology is a soft science. Those people are just making bruh. shit. Oh, man, we done made it toxic so, again. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them women's sciences, bro. What is a soft science? Whoa, that was, whoa, who said it was a women's science because he said it was a soft science? Okay, that's fine, whatever. Thing. I'm sexist. Oh, yes. God damn it. You're projecting shit. Yeah, you might be right. Ma- yeah, hey, that's, look, that's, ma- that's Matumbo. Hey, Matumbo, look, I know some stuff that you said, so don't even, you know, this is not a game you want to <laughs> play. Alvin, 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 Alvin rides the line very well. But Matumbo, we've had some private conversations. So you might want to you might want to watch your tone right now because I got some don't, I got don't some turn on me now. Don't I got turn some on me. Ba- like, I got a I got a case of a case of fucking receipts on you like Batman ready ready like kryptonite whenever you get too too big for your boots sir oh you want to take me down we gonna get been, canceled immediately good job of, of of curating my words by the time you get home you're gonna be canceled fully you're not gonna have a job your whole family's gonna disown you all of that so don't hey look don't play I got the kryptonite ready okay so you were saying therapy is a soft science and it's not real. Unlike robotics, <laughs> which you no, are an expert I, in, I, I, even though your mom yes, seems to be disappointed that nineteen-year-olds are flexing on you. <laughs> this is, also, why is your mom tech? Aren't you a billionaire tech philanthropist in the Yo, Congo? It's why never is... enough for your mom, though, man. I send her billions, <laughs> and she's like, "Nah, I want billions." <laughs> okay, fair point. Fair point. Fair point. Um, all right, look, guys, I'm gonna I'm I'm draw the uh, the podcast to a little a little close, a little snippet. So, um, you know, if you all have any any books or work or anything that you, I'm, I, I realize y'all. Y'all are two ain't shit niggas. You don't have anything, but I'm just trying to practice this for when I've got bigger, more important people on the podcast. Um, so if you all have any books, um, any upcoming projects, any television, you know, um, just hit us up. Uh, and, you know, let us know that the people know. We'll we'll drop your 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 links into the bio. So Alvin, you got anything? Nah, cool. All right, Matumbo, have you got anything? <laughs> Not <laughs> you got any? You, you doing it? Open any new companies? Anything like that? Okay. All right, well, look, guys, as per usual, if you've noticed some bullshit in your love life, in your sexual life, in your therapy life, um, in your basketball height ratio life, you might be seeing some red flags. But it might be you who's the one that, that can't really read that good and mostly just watches TikToks and uh, whose who's mom compares them to 19-year-olds. You might be the one waving the red flag. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why people are. I, I don't know. I don't trust them with the coronavirus. Man. You gotta wear the mask, man. You gotta I, wear the I, mask. I, I trust. I trust black people. We don't get that shit. Wait. So if you don't get it, then how would white people getting it affect you? No, they have it. No, they have it. I'm a doctor of robotics, not a doctor of uh, fucking uh, caucasology. Ca- ca- I don't know about that. That's not my science. The fuck? That's a soft science. <laughs> Like yeah, that's like, like soft. The study of white people is a soft science. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> this motherfucker probably got fired from the CDC fucking with me on this podcast. <laughs> um, so, Professor Halvin, um, as we review the COVID uh, distancing policies, uh, we just wanted to look at something on your, your record. Is it you, and I quote, stating, there may be anthropological reasons for why I like a fat ass, unquote, Professor Alvin Borum. Is that, was that you? Is this, is this you, sir? Uh, because this is not peer reviewed. And Alvin's like, hey, dog, that, that ass was peer reviewed. It was, it came highly recommended in these streets, 100%. 
We live in the same city, man. Like shit. I mean, nah, bro. You live in Wyndham. You live in Wyndhamvale. We do not live in the same city. We do not live in the same well, city. Uh, I've been to where you live. That shit is not. Y'all have one Pizza Hut. That's the whole. That's everything that you have there, and it's not even a good Pizza Hut. It's not even a good Pizza Hut. So don't don't fuck with me. I live. I live next to a theater. I live. I have a farmers market in my area. We do not live in the same city. Yeah, yeah. They got duck breast. You're good. Yes, indeed. Yeah, exactly. I got white people in my neighborhood. You don't have any. You don't have no. It's all Sudanese and Vietnamese. You don't have no nobody in your neighborhood.